Oh boy, it's that time for another episode of Humming Fools. I am your co... No, I am the host. I, I mean, I am your co-host. Who is I? It's Kyle. It's me. Kyle Stoop, host of Humming Fools, along with my co-host, Noah Bosley. Hi, I'm also a host and a co-host. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're so many things to so many different people and so many different cats, yes. critters, and anything that scurries along the ground. Hey, everyone. Guess what? Valentine's is in two or three days. I think it's two when you're listening to this. Mm, unless you're listening to this after. Oh, which I don't imagine will happen. <laughs> um, I can't foresee a scenario where someone will not be listening to this the day we release it. Yeah. Um, so happy uh, Valentine's week. Um, Noah, Do you? what do you and Julia got planned? Or can you not say is it a surprise? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We actually haven't thought about it. It's probably going to be one of those... We don't want to spend money on anything big. Let's just either get a little bit of... I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> I just was scratching my face and uh-huh. I freaked out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just either go out and get something like a small dinner or cook something at home and watch a movie or something like that. Why a small dinner? Are you guys trying to lose weight? No, in terms of cost. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... Plenty of food. You can eat whatever oh, yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. We're gonna go all you can eat Chinese buffet. Fantastic. <laughs> or the casino. Okay. Well fun. Well fun. Well, everyone, uh, obviously from the title and what we're talking about, this is our Valentine's Day special. And you may be saying, Hey, what the heck? Why why Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. That does has nothing to do with art. You're dumb, Kyle, and your face is stupid. Hey, don't make it personal. There's no, no need for that. If you don't like the topic, that's fine. But you don't have to go after my mug. That's actually pretty – I can't believe someone would say that. I know. Yeah. Thank you. You've, you've always got my back and my face. I appreciate that. Um, the reason is because you know romance is a genre. It shows up. Literature, film, television, board games. It's everywhere. Don't question the last one. It's just, just <laughs> trust me. Uh, and, uh, you know, Noah and I are trying to use this word uh, less. I, I found that interesting. It's like, oh, love is its own thing that mm-hmm. shows up um, in our art and yeah. also inspires our art and muses. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And some people really like it and some people really don't like it. And whenever contrast exists, discussion lies. I read that once in a bathroom. Anyway, Noah. <laughs> well, it, the the thing about it being its own genre made me think too. <clears throat> and this isn't going to be an episode about like Valentine's Day. No. But um, we were saying for our Christmas episode that that's kind of the only holiday that has become its own genre. But I feel like Valentine's Day is pretty is a pretty close second in yeah. terms of how much stuff is Valentine's Day themed. Yeah. Like it's not just, oh, this has a, a romance element to it. It's like, no, this is Valentine's Day and that's when it's going to be released. Yeah. But yeah. And it's it's got its own movie where there's lots of characters and they're interacting. And <laughs> how many stories. famous actors can we yeah. get into this For movie? one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look as disinterested as possible. In between possible. their other projects. Yeah. Um, and as with, I'm glad you brought up the Christmas episode. This is this is a special baby, so we're a little bit looser. We're, yeah. you know, I know you're used to the 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 perfect professional Kyle, so polished, so poli- polished <clears throat> like like a newborn babe. You know, yeah. You ever been guys, to a hospital? This is a good reminder to not forget to polish your newborn. <laughs> yeah, no one likes dusty babies. All right, let me tell you. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, we're just going to have fun, talk about some random crap, a nice break from some of our more serious discussions and having our interviews. So mm-hmm. um, take us or leave us. We're just two podcast hosts standing in front of oh, a large it. audience no. <laughs> asking to be listened to. I will not stop. So use t- uh, quoting whatever that's from. What is that from? Notting Hill. Way? Thank you. Yeah. Never seen it. Me neither. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I just know that scene. <laughs> speaking of that, to start us off, audience, Noah and I are going to be talking about what our favorite romances are that we've experienced in media. Yes. Noah and I aren't afraid to say that we like that stuff. Yes. We do. Um, so, Noah, you can – I'm going to go buy um, – the the medium so you know books comic books tv movies yeah where do you want to start and um what do you want to start with um well my so i have my favorite rom-com listed here cool which it it's more rom than com but um it, it has a little bit of everything it's about time i i was about to guess yes that um i wasn't saying it's about time that something happened. Like the movie is called about time. Can you explain it to me some more? (laughs) (laughs) Two words. Okay. Cranking movie. Okay. Film, butter, (laughs) turning butter, margarine of Santa. Charades doesn't translate well to podcast for Cicadas. All right. Anyway, about time. Yes. Yes. Tell me why you love the movie. Um, it's on my list too. It has excellent writing. Mm -hmm. Um, great characters. And so, I mean, at that point, the movie could be about anything and yeah. it could be interesting. But um, it, like, does time travel weirdly well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't try to go too deep into it. It just kind of sets it up from the beginning. It's like, hey, we can travel back in time. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, we're not going to lay down the rules. We're not going to come up with some convoluted thing that happens through time travel. It's just like, oh, you might want to redo some stuff that you think you did wrong. And then it kind of develops from that. But it, mm-hmm. oh, it's just so good. I, I always laugh. I always cry. It's great. I'm glad that you, you mentioned it. Um, and, yeah, I totally agree. It's It just has all the elements of a good film. So it's, yeah. not, it's not that it's romance is what puts it over, but it just so happens to really be about love yeah. in, in various aspects between the, say, him and yeah. his father mm-hmm. Um, it has many types of it. Mm-hmm. It has like the, the romantic love. It has the, the fatherly love even with the mom and between the mom and the dad. And like, yeah, it's just great. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's super rewatchable. And yeah, yes. it's like consistently funny. And it doesn't – one of the things I hate in movies is what people kind of peg as like the sad part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And – it's not bad to have drama. It's not bad to have something go wrong, like, you know, in the later half of the movie. But if that part is just so unenjoyable, mm-hmm. then everyone kind of fast forwards that part. Yeah. And so about time has drama. Or you drama. dread it before it comes up. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is the part of the movie I don't like. This is like the 10 to 15 minutes that I don't really yes. like. Uh-huh. And about time has like sad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's never that section that I want to skip. Yeah. It's just all presented with quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And it, it's presented in a like weirdly real way. Yes. Like the 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 sad stuff. It's like, oh, this is this is life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not gonna wallow in this. Like, just use it as a plot device to you know bring you down and all these things. It's like, oh, this is this is a real thing that happens. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's nice. Ah, uh, it 
yeah, it's a wonderful movie, and it kind of makes me want to go watch it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go watch it? Noah and Kyle Day? We'll just keep the mics on while we watch. (laughs) We'll just do um, an illegal uh, commentary. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bootleg, podcast bootleg. Yeah. about time boom new source of income all right since we're in movies i'm gonna go i'm gonna go there as well um the the film and musical once oh yeah have you ever seen it no oh okay yeah i've listened to the soundtrack many many times it's one of my favorites but no i have not seen the movie cool well um i'll I'll get you that blu-ray then you gotta Mm. watch it i know we're both busy but um, you can keep it until you watch it, right. which may be when we both die. Um, then we can watch it in heaven again. <laughs> After we watch The Thing. Yeah, that's right. It is. Yes, we need to watch The Thing first. Um, once I heard of this film when I was in eighth grade, and my sister had the DVD in her room, mm. and I picked it up, and I was like, what is this? And she was like, ah, oh, it's some Irish movie. And I was like, cool. And I was like, can I watch it? And she, she was like, no. And I was like, Mom, why, can I watch the movie? And she's like, no. And I was like, why not? And he's like, because it's got language. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's the only reason? It's because of language? It's not like sex or anything? It's like, nah, it's language and you can't watch it. And I was like, okay. Totally forgot about it. Fast forward, JBU, Digital yeah. Cinema. Mm-hmm. Got to screen it there. Thank you, Steve Snedeker. Thank you, Cinema Department. Um, and I... I was very emotional. Mm. It was a dark room, so I was thankful for that. I was sitting next to, to Walter. Oh, Walter. and oh, Walter, oh, praise him. Um, <laughs> my Guatemalan prince. Anyway, and uh, yeah, it just touched me. It's and like you said, it's got great soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, great performances from two like like non actors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know that they originally were going to go with like some big names, like think Colin. Firth, or, again, I always get Firth and Farrell mixed up. Who hmm. is in Daredevil? Neither of them. Yeah. In Daredevil? Yeah, the the old one with Ben Affleck. Oh, I wouldn't know. Okay, what about uh, in Bruges? Oh, in Bruges, that's uh, Colin Farrell. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Glenn did amazing. He was a boss, mm. and the girl was enchanting. Mm-hmm. Um, magical voice. And it, it just, it's, it's kind of, a, it's a very, I love bittersweet yeah you know stories mm-hmm. and romances and it's obviously romance is sprinkled in there but it's also just a great friendship mm. and very low-key movie not a ton happens it's just kind of these people walking around you know yeah ireland singing right. getting to know each other going to weird flats and just making making a cd together it's it's like a, a musical version of uh the after sunset or whatever those movies yeah, are exactly. it's just like oh it's just kind of slice of life mm-hmm. uh, yeah which i'm glad you brought that up because i have not seen any of those no i haven't either i imagine i'd like them mm-hmm. richard linklater right mm-hmm. yeah okay um ethan hawk i don't know the um the girl's name but uh yeah i forget just kind of a guy and girl walking around talking sounds wonderful to me but mm-hmm. We're busy. They made three movies out of it. Yeah. <laughs> made a whole trilogy of talking. Yeah. Um, Noah, any other movies or did you kind of just have like one rom-com and then one book or what, or how did you um, that go? was That was my movie. Uh, and then I, I had music, but it wasn't anything specific. Um, mm. It was more of a category. Okay. But, yeah. All right. I'm going to – I'll try to be quick. I'm going to okay. just run through my movies. 
I, do it. I, I, I'm not going to try to take the romantic crown from you, but I am a romantic soul. Feel free so to have it. <laughs> I'm not, I was going to say, so I'm not surprised I'm not that I'm like, you know, coming up with more stuff. I don't know why I'm wearing this crown to begin with. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> it fits you. It was yeah. made for me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> So next, really quick, I have Life is Beautiful. I've talked about this movie before. And again, oh. when, you, when you pitch this, it's like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Let's make like a romantic um, comedy set during the Holocaust. But it's not a romantic comedy. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's a romantic comedy, but it has romance in it and it's funny. Okay. So, because right. the, the flashbacks of how him and his wife meet yes. is so precious. Oh, yeah. And touches yeah, yeah. me. So, yeah, no, these aren't the movies I'm listing aren't all, like romantic comedies. Oh, so just any movie that has romance in it. Any, any movie that I could, like, you could, like, slip the romance as a tag on genre to. And so that, that's okay, kind of how I was saying is my that's, favorite that's romances. That's fair. You yeah. get me? Yes. Smell I'm stepping in. But that is one of my all time favorite movies. Okay, yes. good. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like it's so sweet how he charms this girl who's like totally out of his league. Yeah. Um, just like with silly confidence kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just super sweet. So again, if you haven't seen the movie, I know it sounds weird. Like how could all those things coexist? Mm-hmm. Check it out. Next, again, this really – this would have been the – you're like, Kyle, this isn't a romantic comedy. Again, romances, drive. <gasps> Ryan Gosling, Carrie Mulligan. Again, there's that bittersweet aspect we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, again, just props to the actors. Of it's a lot of nonverbal stuff. Yes. But it, there's a scene specifically where they're driving and a certain song's playing, and mm-hmm. it's just magical. Yes. Moving on. Um, I had about time. Thank you, Noah, for yes. bringing that up. The Princess Bride. Um, oh yeah. Ah, uh, just. <laughs> It's all, it's all good. I, uh, now I just want to watch all these movies again. I can't be doing this right now. <laughs> Next, City Lights, um, Charlie Chaplin. Nice like, choice. Again, I have to give thanks to Digital Cinema. Um, Did they screen that? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. And that movie also, I just was like, oh. Because it's so funny. Oh, it's so good. Like, And it really, I need to revisit like the old classic physical comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot. I have, I'm, I'm sorry. Forgive me, uh, cinephiles. But... Um, that movie is so funny, but then also just really endearing in yeah. this man's quest to, you know, woo this girl and take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Oh, so good. I'm glad you like it Man, too. Yeah, I I grew up on on Chaplin. Nice. So that was on the, you know how when you you you're growing up you have like maybe like four or five VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. that are <laughs> the only movies you ever watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a. City Lights, um, The Dictator. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it was a bunch of Chaplin, Gold Rush, uh, Modern Times. I have a few others, but uh, yeah, I, I love all that stuff. Um, but that City Lights is a, a masterpiece, I think. Um, kind of stands apart from all the other ones. I wouldn't want like, so when I say this, don't think that's because I want to replace the original. I think anything's bad with the original. But I'd love to see it remade because I love the idea of yeah. bringing back that kind of physical comedy mm-hmm. to our films mm-hmm. and having like a sweet romance yeah. in this time where everything's like really sexualized. Right. And, you know, just to have something of like, I love this girl. She's out of my league. But through all these funny like set pieces, uh-huh. I'm going to work my way towards her. And like the relationship with – his really rich friend who's on, the, the when guy he's he lives drunk. With, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's so funny. Yeah. And again, the scene where 
there's a theme here of like on paper this sounds terrible but when you watch it's amazing because there's a scene where this guy's trying to kill himself yes and, and it's really funny yeah because Charlie Jones is trying to save him yes and he's like keeps getting put in danger himself and yeah it's just oh, it's wonderful yeah um next we have um drinking buddies have, have you not, ever seen this film no. okay um that's pretty recent right yeah, I think like 2013, okay, 15. Yeah. Um, Joe Swanberg, I believe, is the director's name. He's also – he'd probably get annoyed at me for putting him in a category. But he's part of the mumblecore, very realistic mm. dialogue, minimal, low-budget films. Yeah. It stars Olivia Wilde mm-hmm. and uh, – what's his name? Nick Miller from New Girl slash uh, Spider-Verse. Oh, Peter uh, Parker. Uh, Jake Johnson. Thank you, Jake yeah. Johnson. And this one really I like a lot because it's it, it touches on that very realistic like two people who are both in relationships, but they are such good friends. And it's kind of that tension of like, okay, well, when one of us gets out of relationships slash when we're by ourselves, we have this unique bond. And then mm-hmm. like that like, ugh, like we need to be careful, but then also like I'm kind of getting jelly. Mm. And I just thought it addressed in a really non- uh, soap opera way. Yeah. There weren't any of those like, I can't believe you, you bastard. Like it was, <laughs> there's anger, there's shouting, but it just seemed very real. And it was very, um, like I, I just knew these people. I, mm. I had seen it, I had lived it and um, it was really good. So mm. again, another recommendation. And finally, and you and I can, I think agree on this. Mm. I won't say that from like a story standpoint, this romance is amazing, but I'll say the music makes me love it, and that's Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. Um, like, because, again, on paper, maybe from a screenplay standpoint, you wouldn't say, oh, their relationship's super deep. But when they sing, it's yeah. just like the the elephant love melody, I just, like, want to, oh, like, my gosh. cry. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. <laughs> like, with City Lights, it, you can't really say that the relationship is super deep because they don't that's really true. have one. That's true. For the most part, it's kind of a one-way thing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh oh yeah, just everything like visually, Moulin Rouge and like the the soundtrack, everything's just so good. That's a good point because it's like it's the culmination of everything. Yeah, and so yeah, it doesn't matter what's on paper; it's what what you feel, what mm-hmm. happens, and that's kind of that magic sauce. And we'll kind of talk about that later in discussing romance. But again, I remember as a kid hearing the music, um, and being like, "Oh my gosh, what is this?" Yeah, and like it touching my soul, and then so then. That's kind of how I got to experience content when I was younger. It was people telling me about it. So I remember mm. my brother being like, oh, you can't watch The Matrix? I'm like, no, they won't let me. And he's like, okay, well, this is what happens. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then what happened? He's like, the sequel hasn't come out. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> no one did after. No. Um, anyway, but I wasn't allowed to watch it because there's some some sexual mm. stuff. And, yeah. But I remember like – eavesdropping on the music and just loving it and mm. listening to the soundtrack and kind of imagining the store and then finally being able to watch it was like, oh, this is cool. Mm. It didn't live up to what I had in my imagination, but oh, it's really? still really <laughs> good. And yeah, it just kind of like, I, I think a lot of stuff influenced me. We'll get to this in television. The bittersweet, the tragic yeah. romance, yeah. the the love that cannot be, or just like the little situations that just don't line up right, and mm-hmm. but how people go for it anyway. Yeah, it's just oh, it's touching. <laughs> so you had music as a whole. Well, so I, I wrote down cheesy soft rock. Okay, so like Air Supply and uh, 
I can't think of it. Like the songs like Lady in Red and stuff mm. like that. Like just super corny 80s um soft rock. I I eat that stuff up. Mm. I just I love it. <clears throat> um and yeah, just any any love story in a song uh, mm. will make me pay attention. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was my my thing. That's uh, one of my guilty pleasures. Mm. Does Julia uh, partake in this as well? No. Okay. No musical taste shared. Or is there stuff that you guys overlap on? There's some stuff, I would say. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, uh, I think we're pretty different. Okay. I, I think I think the, the stuff that overlaps is kind of more universal. And mm. like most people like that stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So what is it about the cheesy soft rock that if you can articulate, if not, that's fine. But um, – Honestly, I don't know. A lot of times, I, I like the melodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like that that sound. There's something nostalgic about it, even though it's a lot of it is from before my time. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I like to sing, so they're fun to to sing along to. Mm. Um. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. Hey, that's fine, baby. <laughs> uh, kind of you know to go back to uh, Moulin Rouge really quick. That is what's fun about the movie is taking all these classical love songs and yes. like putting them together. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you when you kind of say like cheesy, you know, like the rock, I think you know, like David Bowie, the um, heroes. Like, oh yeah, that song. I mean, obviously, how it's incorporated in Moulin Rouge is awesome, but that song on its own is one of my like favorites. Mm. Like, and then when it was used in, um, I think Perks of Being a Wallflower, it was yeah. like, oh, stop it! Like, it just. Yeah, it, there's something there's something magical to the love song in a song. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the love story. Story in a song, yeah, yeah. A love song within a song would be yeah. kind of meta. Yeah. Um, I forgot to say my one of my favorite love stories is in The Hobbit. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> the movie between, yes. between uh, that the elf and the dwarf that yes. came out of nowhere. <sighs> All right, Noah will be leaving. I'll be handling the rest of this podcast. I wish I could watch that movie but only have that part. <laughs> I'm sure if you put that request on Reddit, someone would someone help you make out it for, for some money. Well, someone has made a recut, a re-edited version of the movie without that part. So that part must be sitting somewhere on its own, Boom, yeah, there's not some... being watched. You're like, hey, can I have that piece? Can I have the carcass? Are you going to eat that? <laughs> well, that's and we'll talk about it. We can... You know, decide later, but uh, it's just funny because yeah, romance is one of those things where it's an easy subplot to include, yeah, and so people throw it in a lot, yeah, and that doesn't mean that we like it slash want like it doesn't mm-hmm. just make something better, but it is like something that's added a lot by people, yeah, and I I had that in my notes too, and I was like, I want, I don't know why, I mean, I know why is because it tends to make money, yeah, um. But but why is it that that we have this need for romance and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or at least for a long time, that's how it was. But I feel like more and more, if a movie has a platonic relationship between two characters, it's like that much more endearing. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Oh, that was so refreshing to that nothing happened," and yeah. it's just like, "Oh, they're just good friends." Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's kind of going out of fashion a little bit to yeah. just kind of force it into every plot line. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not going to go away. And yeah. obviously there's a place for, for romance and movies, but 
yeah, I was I was wondering about that, like why we have to we seek that out, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's you know biological or you know whatever it is, but yeah. Well, and it's like obviously we don't mind it if it feels earned, but just what right. happens so often is that yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's like a little kid picking up two action figures and like shoving them together, and you're like, "What? No! Why it would comes, they be together? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense." Either that, or it's too predictable. Yes, you're like, "Oh yeah, of course they're going to end up together because that's what happens every single time that this comes up." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a good transition um, to my my tv because oh yeah that's the thing is that a lot of times the romance is fun when it's in that flirtation stage mm-hmm. in the story mm-hmm. or like the will they won't they but whenever they end up together then it's like Neh. yeah and like that's been the case for a long time like you like i specifically referenced that from my experience slash my family's experience with like a lot of the old shows like I dream of Jeannie, get smart. It's like uh-huh. they kind of hinged on that like question. Yeah. And then eventually the show would run long enough to where the two get put together and then yeah. they just kind of, there's no story left. Mm-hmm. Like the people run out of steam. Yeah. Also, I will say really quickly, just in the fact that it's funny that romance gets shoved into everything, is I remember seeing a Google, on Google, just when searching Red Dead, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's all these different articles. One was like a big news thing was like, Red Dead 2 will... Um, or Arthur will have a ro- like have a love interest. Oh yeah, and I was like, why? Why? Why do we care? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I like romance, so cool. Like, if it's part of the story, awesome. I'm yeah. excited to see it. Disappointed. Um. Anyway, yeah. I hated that girl. Anyway, um. But it just was funny that it was like big news. Like Red Dead Two will have a romance. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't really though. No. Um, and that's I was so happy by the end of the game. I was like, oh. Like that, nothing really happens with anyone, you know. And mm-hmm. and he's around all these, you know, strong female characters, yeah. and and just like, hey, yeah, I respect you. You're a peer of mine, and you're not some kind of like target or whatever. And mm-hmm. and we're gonna do this together, you know. And that's I, a direct I, line from the game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> word for word. <laughs> um, but yes, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it was refreshing. Yeah. Um, so quickly again, I'll try to be I'll try to be speedy. Uh, TV. Did you ever watch the show Chuck? Yes. Oh yes. Okay, many yeah. many times. Okay. So yeah, Chuck and Sarah just like huh. And this is an example of one that does it well. Yes, where they do get together and it works out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because again, a good writer will then any situation they're put in, they will find jokes in that. They mm-hmm. will find complications, and so um, yeah, when 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 they're when they're with to, with each other. There's a funny dynamic of like, okay, well, like, do I need to take care of you? Do I need to watch you? Because you're right. not as experienced as I am. But also like, hey, don't baby me. But then also like, okay. And then like, they they have different um, strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And that's obviously great just um, symbolism for any relationship. Right. Um, and they really play on that. And it's a lot of fun. So. Yes, I agree. Um, next, uh, Parks and Rec, oh, Leslie and Ben. I was going to say that. Okay, good. That, the whole show, all the relationships are so good. Yes. Um, even the ones that don't work, even the ones that are silly or stupid. Like It's mm-hmm. just like it's all so well done. Because, yeah, the, it, it, it plays into the plot and um, the jokes that come from them are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so and I think that's why – because I think a lot of people would say um, Andy and uh, – April. April, really funny too. And I yeah. totally agree. Mm. Um, it's valid if that's your favorite one. But 
Leslie and Ben just made me so happy because Ben's like my spirit animal. Yes, so much. And so like what he needs and wants in the relationship is like what I want. And so uh-huh. like when she tries to, you know, surprise him and she gives him like the throne. From the Games Iron of Throne. throne. Yeah. yeah. And he like sits on it and he's like. Like she's like, should I talk like nerdy? He's like, yeah. And then she starts like doing like Star Trek. Our, our stuff. spaceship is in trouble. Yeah, he's like, ah, no, like stop. If you don't know, like, um, and yeah, they're like that's the same way. Like while they're getting to know each other, it's really funny and good. Mm-hmm. And when they end up to, together, there's great jokes of yeah. like how there's the disconnect between them. How she's really passionate and fiery. He's a little bit more reserved and awkward, but they both support each other. And- yeah, and I love that they. I mean, they went through the entire show. Without them ever having like huge conflict or like, oh, well, now because it got boring, they have to break up for whatever reason. And then to like reignite the, oh, will they, won't they, you know? Yeah. They managed to like, for most of the show, they just have a normal, you know, just relationship where they disagree on some stuff and they'll argue about things, but it's never Mm -hmm. like a relationship threatening thing. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's really well done. Well, and that, uh, that that kind of what you're talking about ties back to the um, the sad part in a movie that's kind of like right. not fun to watch, and it's because it's a lot of times the conflict comes out of nowhere in TV shows because yeah. they just want to like get the audience to come back or be invested. Is that they'll mess with this thing? And you're like, wait, but that character wouldn't like, do that, or or like when you know someone's like driving in a car and the camera lingers a little too long. Mm. On them driving in the car, you're like, they're about to get hit or they're yeah. going to like blow a red light or something like that. Like yeah. you, that kind of stuff you can just tell. You're like, it's one of those plot devices. Yeah. We're about to have to go through this and they'll be in the hospital or die or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, uh, no, grazie. No. Moving on. And I think you watched this show, but maybe not. Master of None. Yes or no? No. Okay. Well, again, I can add it to your long list of, hey, <laughs> yes. when you have time and aren't working on our comic book, right. uh, watch this. <laughs> um, the first season's great, and I think it does a great job of um, kind of portraying what dating's like with all the cell phones and yeah. like being in a city and all that stuff. But what really charmed Kyle Stuke's heart was season two where they introduced Francesca <laughs> from Italy. Mm. Uh, the actress's name is Alessandra Mastronardi. That's mm. very uh, white pronunciation, and I apologize. But um, they introduced her character because he goes to Italy, and so she's kind of like a friend that, she, that he makes there. But then she ends up coming. I think it takes place in Chicago. Mm. Um, and then there's that tension of, like, they're both seeing other people, but then it's like, oh, she's here, like – and she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, no. And I think <laughs> lots of people can relate to that thing. Like, I wasn't even thinking about this. But now, like, for some reason, that idea has popped into my heart and I can't get rid of it. Mm. And they they just have really great um, chemistry together. And she is really charming. And her accent just melts Kyle <laughs> Stukes' little freaking Latin heart. Gosh, dang it. Um And, and it's very romantic. Like, mm. it, I feel like it was – I feel he told someone, like, hey, I want this to be – like a classic French film <laughs> with like the music, the lighting, uh-huh. like it's very, um, I, I maybe not even French, just very European it yeah. felt to me and huh. how it was uh, presented. And so would highly recommend mm. um, to you last but not least mm. Noah. And again, this will also shed some light on Kyle Stuke mm. hard and hardened heart and angstiness. And it's also going to um, show everyone how nerdy I am. Teen Titans. 
<laughs> Did you watch the no. cartoon? Okay. Well, this was one of Kyle Stuke's favorite uh, cartoons growing up. Mm. And there was a romance between Beast Boy and Tara. And um, I'm not going to get into how things go down. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that whoever was writing the show forgot that they were writing it for children. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it got canceled. So Kyle Stuke was left with a freaking cliff, like a, a freaking angsty cliffhanger. <laughs> and I remember, like, having dial up and stuff and be like, what happened? What is there more? Uh-huh. This can't be how it is. <laughs> and uh, they, they never got renewed. Uh-huh. And though it just was left with a very gut punch, just a mm. very bittersweet ending. I'm like, it's funny. I'm trying not to spoil it, but I'm like, this is this car- this cartoon from a long time ago. Yeah. No one probably cares anyway. But um, yeah, it hurt me. It hurt hmm. me bad. But it, it so was sorry. done in a mature way. Hmm. I like, I think about now I'm like, dang, that was like, Kind of a boss move. <laughs> Again, I don't know why you did that to children. Right. But um, I guess someone was like, you know what? They need to know. Yeah. Someone someone in the writer's room got hurt. It was <laughs> like, they need to know what it's like. Um, I sat, And the reason I mentioned it, bef- long before this, I sat down and made a list of like stories that influenced me. So I was mm. like, okay, why am I – like why do I write the stuff that I do? Where do I draw stuff from? Just as like an exercise. And mm. so when I was trying to think of like romance, I was going through all my different lists and I saw this on that list. And I was like, oh, yeah. Freaking yeah. Teen Titans <laughs> scarred me. Um, anyway. That's funny. No, I don't want to go too long with my list. So I'm going to just uh, say one more. Mm. You know there's more. I'm just going to do one more because right. I have to. All right. It wouldn't be a Humming Fools episode if I didn't talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And did I did I lend you Spider-Man Blue or not? No. Okay. Well, that'll be another book that I lend to you that sits on your shelf, the same <laughs> as you with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a habit that Noah and I have right now where we lend each other books and then don't We get them. really excited about certain books and, and yeah, make each other borrow, borrow them and then don't read them. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, I promise, audience, I'll be quick with this. But Spider-Man Blue is wonderful because it takes place within – stories that were already written about Spider-Man, his early run. So it's kind of cool to see kind of like the missing scenes, the Mm. deleted scenes, and then also a recreation of classic scenes. Mm. So that's the fun part about it. I'll get to the romance, though. For you non-Spider-Man fans, before Spider-Man met Mary Jane, he had Gwen Stacy. She got thrown off a bridge and she died. And it was very tragic. And just history for you, that's kind of what a lot of comic book scholars say ended – I get, would it be the golden age, and then they went into? Was golden, golden was the the initial mm-hmm. run, and then silver was the next. Okay, the next and that's kind of where they noticed that comic books started kind of getting a little bit darker, mm-hmm. a little bit edgier, and so the fact that all these readers were used to okay, the hero saves the damsel or the citizen, or they 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 win, everything's great, and this was kind of one of the first ones to be like sometimes things don't go well and people yeah. die, mm-hmm. and it was shocking to a lot of people. So what makes this comic really cool, and that's that bittersweet element, is it's uh, Spider-Man up in his attic. He's married to Mary Jane. Mm. and But every year around Valentine's Day, which is when she around when she passed, oh. he talks to her, to Gwen Stacy, on mm. like a tape recorder mm. just to like voice his thoughts. Because even though he loves Mary Jane and mm-hmm. is like happy to be with her, he's like, I recognize that. If Gwen Stacy hadn't died, I probably would have ended up with her. Yeah. And so it's like this weird conflicting. So anyway, he kind of recounts their relationship. And so that's where the getting to see different pieces of it come into play. Mm. Uh, but it's 
it's really cool because then he's simultaneously expressing like, but through you passing, like Mary Jane became a different person. And then like, yeah. because of that, she like stepped up to the plate to like be more mature. And then I fell in love with her for that way. And so then in that Mary Jane doesn't mind that he talks to Gwen. So she even like one point is like, are you talking to Gwen like from downstairs? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, tell her I say hi. <laughs> and it's just, it's really sweet. But that's why it's Spider-Man blue. And they did a series of these. There's like daredevil yellow. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Cause obviously it's just kind of about Spider-Man reflecting on like a really sad point in mm. his life. And so again, I'm sorry. How many fools I try to be better. I try to be less nerdy for you, but um, I love it. And it was so good. <laughs> Papa got misty eyes. So. That sounds like something I would like. I will lend it to you, my friend. I won't read it. Okay. <laughs> I expect nothing less. <laughs> All right, I mean, fools, we're out. We're done. We're finished. I promise. So let's know briefly, as long as we want to, because again, this is a special. We do whatever we want. All right. Um, the audience can't see it, but I'm gesturing my shoulder. I'm shrugging. I'm shrugging, shrugging very casually. Hey. Hey, hey, this is a party. <laughs> hey, chicken. Hey. Um, let's talk about romance as a genre. Mm. So I'll just ask you, Noah, why, like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? How did it become one? Yes. Because, you know, we look back at, like, Greek storytelling. A lot of the um, motivation for characters is romance. Yeah. It's, you know, Hades being like, oh, that girl's fine. I'm going to kidnap her and bring her to hell. It's like a lot of stuff is based on love Mm -hmm. or desire, even if it's not pure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just – Interested how we go from that to then like a romance novel being something that is made fun of, rightfully mm, so. Sure. Because usually it's not paired with good quality. Right. Um, but then also like like we talked about earlier that we have movies that um, you know are all about Valentine's Day or come out around Valentine's Day or mm-hmm. the, the rom-com, how this becomes a genre. So – it's a big question. Feel free to start wherever you want to through it. I'll obviously join you, but I'm just curious how, like, the love of a partner, because obviously there's all types of love, but yeah. ro- romantic love in the sense of, ooh, baby, I want you, mm. that kind of love, how we get, how that becomes like its own storytelling device. Well, I, I feel like it's pretty similar to a lot of other plot devices that you can find in any movie. So, like, you can have a, a mystery plot device. Hey, that can be its own genre of entertainment, which it is. I don't um, think so. Or you have, <laughs> uh, uh, like, the thriller or the, the action movie, the romance, the horror movie. Like, all these things mm-hmm. can are also subplots and other things that don't fall into those categories. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just kind of a, a natural result of everything kind of fanning out like that as one of those is going to be romance. Obviously you can trace that back to way in the beginning. Um, but it, it, I, I'm trying to think of the, the old stories and like the epic tales and stuff like that yeah a lot of it is is romance and violence yeah because like obviously the the odyssey you know yeah is i gotta get back to my wife yeah um anyway but i think that's just a result of uh back then um that was the reality was mm. what what do you strive for in life oh well i want to oh. 
Whoa. I want to hit the mic. (laughs) Um, I want to find a partner for that I can be with for life. Mm -hmm. Um, And also all around us is violence because people are violent with each other when they disagree. And so those were the two big things. And like, that's life. Um, But as storytelling itself developed, I think people are like, oh, well, we can tell a story about this. And this is not what we're going through. But yeah. This is something else, and it kind of – it's a way to escape. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it just kind of naturally happened that romance was going to become its own thing just because it sort of always was, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I don't know pass, if that me, pass me a joint to say <laughs> that again. <laughs> um, Dude, but what is love? <laughs> love is what is. Yeah, and like – and like you, your your love. I love. And me? Dude. And I love lamb. <laughs> Do you really love the lamb brick or are you just saying that? I love lamb. <laughs> um, sorry, we just lost like 50 people probably. <laughs> uh, which would be great. Uh, no, <laughs> that we had them to begin with. No. Uh, it's very bold of you to think that we had 50 people. We're very popular and everyone says so. And I'm invited to lots of dinner parties, I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. Um that's a good transition talking about um, like people deciding different kind of stories to tell yeah. is all right. So romance is one that is still told. So why um, are some people more into it than others? And, the, and there's lots of reasons, obviously, but the, the reason that I pose this question, I said it to you at the beginning, or I guess kind of like the, the um, not the context, but, the, the specific thought that made me think that thought, this is starting to sound even oh more stonerish yeah. um, while, while I'm articulating things, which is pretty bad. You, you just lost 51 people. Oh, man, we're doing great. We got great numbers. <laughs> um, is someone who is, you know, happily married, loves the heck out of their wife, takes care of their wife or mm-hmm. vice versa, um, but is like, I don't want to freaking watch that crap. I think it's dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those so, people exist. <clears throat> yes. Well, I was going to say, I think it's uh, it's always uh, a reflection, whether people are like romance or not in movies or yeah. whatever, um, is usually a reflection of just their own lives. And so if you're in a healthy, you know, solid relationship, you're going to think a lot of movie romances are pretty dumb. You're like, well, that's not how it is, mm. that kind of stuff. On the flip side, if you're like – you know, you've been hurt many times, you're not in a relationship and you kind of resent that part of your life. Um, you're not going to want to see other people be in a relationship on screen. Um, and so you're not going to want to watch romance movies and Valentine's day is going to be stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think it just depends on what you're seeking out. Cause then that, that same person uh, or that same situation, but with another person, they could be like, Oh, well, I don't have love in my life. This is my escape. I need to, I want to watch it on screen. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to live through these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're happily married or in a happy relationship, then you can be like, oh, well, I I, I love this stuff because it, you know, it's comforting and reminds me of my my own relationship. Um, But I I feel like it's always some kind of reflection of your own outlook Mm. on what has happened to you, basically. Mm. That makes sense. It does. Part of me goes, though, like, okay, like, beyond the surface, though, because I think, like, 
obviously there's so many different types of people. So it could be like, oh, like this is really cheesy and dumb, but I like cheesy and dumb, so I'll watch it. Mm. While I was like, oh, no, I like romance, but I like realistic. So maybe I want Blue Valentine or, you know, something like that. Or I want realistic but happy. So like some of the movies we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, like about time, Mm -hmm. you know. But beyond that, like, like just like the romance itself, like the fact that romance is occurring, why do, what is it about that that some people go like, I don't care, and other people go, I do care? Because obviously there's all those different caveats right? Uh, for how it's being presented, but mm-hmm. let's wipe those away. Yeah. What causes there to be that contrast of like, don't care at all about romance and w- would like to see it slash enjoy seeing it? You know I, what I mean? I, re- I really do feel like it is, you know all dependent on whether that person has a positive view of their own love life or not. But so, cause like, cause then within that it can be, okay, I have a positive view, so I don't need to see anything else cause I'm happy or I have a positive view. So I like seeing other things, but right. I, I guess it's just like, okay, well, so why would someone who it has a, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to watch that? I don't know. <laughs> but again, that because that's the stuff that you kind of aspire for. But because mm. um, you're like, ooh, I want that for myself. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, and again, there's other people like me. But I'll, but I'll watch anything, right? Like, I don't like the super cheesy, trashy stuff. But I'm like, it doesn't like it doesn't have to end sadly for me to like it. Mm-hmm. It can end happily. I'm up for whatever, baby. That's such a Kyle phrase. It doesn't have to be sad for me to like it. It is a Kyle phrase. <laughs> I feel like you put me in this box, and I'm like, listen, I can't experience joy. <laughs> no, I don't. Robot. I don't believe you. I'm not a robot. <laughs> So uh, we we were going to transition into another thought about uh, romance as inspiration and the idea of muses and how that's interesting. We started talking about it, and then very quickly, Noah, <laughs> like we both kind of didn't know what to say. Yeah, we both agreed there's something there. Yes, like it is interesting. Sorry that you know, like throughout history, there's famous muses, and it's like, oh, like this person inspires this you know, man or woman to, to make beautiful things. But as you point out, lots of things inspire people. So maybe there would just as well be like a book of trees that inspired, right. you know, artists yeah. um, or, you know, views or like art itself, like songs that inspire people. Music is a muse. So anyway. So it's called music. <gasps> I was, I won't sing. Anyway, um, you're welcome, audience. Like, you already did Spider-Man. We don't need to hear you, you know, <laughs> hear your voice but so audience you think about that and you let us know if there's anything that comes to your mind of that because no and i got nothing <laughs> nope um and maybe you and i will just because we've opened this this romantic pandora box mm. maybe something will come later but yeah it is it seems to stop at well lots of things inspire us romance is a part of our lives you even mentioned the biological factor so yeah. it's like why it's going to show up in our stuff and so why for some people, it's going to be a stronger drive than others, but it makes sense that it's a drive for a lot of artists because artists are the ones who are actively creating. Right. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it seems to me like love is an inspiration just as much as anger or, yeah. you know, sadness or, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it is, again, kind of interesting that you get 
a lot of great stuff out of um, romance, like both the good and the bad. So like great poetry of like people Mm -hmm. being in love and then even better poetry, people being angsty and heartbreak. And, you know, for me, I've had those moments where I'm like, oh, like, wow, like that was really good or really bad. And being able to be objective enough, I'm like, this is going to make some great like material. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I just want to write about this person mm. or I want to write about this person cries, you yeah. know? Um, and I, I, again, like, yeah, it, like I can't say that that feeling's more valid than someone who's like, man, that Oak tree in my backyard. Oh, makes me want to carve some wood. That's right. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to kill that tree and carve it. <laughs> See that tree? I'm gonna make something out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I don't really know what our thought or question is on that, but hopefully it stimulates something in you, audience. And if not, we're sorry. (laughs) This is okay. So this is a a perfect example of us being fools, and also an example of when the loosey goosey kind of throw something out there and see what comes of it format doesn't really work out. Yeah. Because we try to do that as much as possible just because Mm -hmm. it keeps it more natural. But in this case, yeah. Yeah. It takes smarter people or more research. Yeah, I don't want to script it too much, but then, yeah, you kind of get into no man's land and you quickly are like, I'm running out of words and I don't know what I'm saying. We need to press pause and talk about it right now. (laughs) Um, Anyway. My last two thoughts, Noah, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, Typical uh, Kyle, haven't eaten, and I'm sleepy. And Mm -hmm. I assume you haven't eaten either. Nope. I don't know how the Spanish do it. Um, (laughs) I don't want to wait till 8 o'clock to eat. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be more like 9.30 or 10, mm-hmm. you know, when driving. Right, yeah. Should I describe the rest of my <laughs> evening schedule? Um, the last two things I just really want to say very quickly just because uh, give you guys some more content because I know you're you're just oh, – you want it. There's an itch that needs to be scratched. That's right. In like Googling stuff, just trying to remind myself if there's any romances I was missing, I was annoyed at two things that consistently popped up. Mm. One was The Great Gatsby. No, 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 Interesting. no. I reread it uh, this weekend because it's one of my favorite books. And I would have known this beforehand, but it's definitely solidified now. Daisy and Gatsby, that is not a good romance. No. And I don't mean good romance in the sense of like it's done poorly in the book. I just right. mean something to strive towards or to, right. to admire. Yeah. Daisy sucks. Gatsby has unrealistic expectations and makes this thing out of her. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not a good romance. So yeah. don't put it up there on these like top like ten lists of no. like, oh what a great romance. And they don't even have that much like time together in the book. Mm-hmm. So that just seems silly and like you haven't read the book, so shut up. That's Kyle's rant. No. But seriously, great Gatsby. Oh <laughs> such a great book. Pun intended. You know what? That's it's not my favorite. Oh, like, and when you say not my favorite, are you saying in the typical way of I don't like it? No, or not I don't, my favorite I don't in the sense of like it. I don't dislike it. I don't think it deserves the recognition. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Okay, I, I wouldn't say it doesn't deserve it. I, I just I don't think it works for me as well as it does for other people. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I like objectively, I respect it, but it just. It doesn't sit up there for me with with the the ones that would I probably wouldn't. Well, I might reread it mm-hmm. um, in a, like a while from now just to revisit and see if I feel differently. But I I'm not crazy about it. Okay, so, well that's totally fine. Anyway. And I admit rereading it, there was stuff where I was like, oh, 
I thought this was better in my memory. Yeah. Didn't don't love it so much now. Um even to be honest, like some of the things they did in the in the most recent movie adaptation better. Well, um, like I was uh, reading the book and I was like there is literally no Jay-Z in this book. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. Where's my Jay-Z at? <laughs> Um, that's really funny. Um, no, but like there's, there's a lot of like bits and pieces of it that I really enjoyed. A Mm. lot of the symbolism and a lot of the dialogue, um, and just some of the setting and a lot of stuff. The context is really cool. Yeah. But just as a story, it doesn't, it doesn't grab me as much. Hey man, that's fine. I accept Mm. you. I love you. Um, Speaking of like funny though, like that was the thing I didn't really remember. And it's probably because I some things maybe didn't went over my head or mm. I don't know, but it made me laugh a lot. Oh, really? I think there is a lot of satire of just like these pompous rich people and mm. just how like shallow their lives are. But there is like one scene where there's this uh, guy who's totally drunk and his car like wheel has fallen off. And everyone's trying to explain to him that the wheel is off. And he's just, so he's like, why aren't we moving? Because <laughs> the wheel's off. And he's like, well, let's just push it. And they're like, the wheel's off. And he's like, well, I think it's worth a try. And it's just like, he, F. Scott Fitzgerald just writes drunk really well. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very entertaining. So thank you, Noah, for letting me go on that quick yeah. little tangent. Of course. Glad to know you better. Saddened by your opinion, but I respect <laughs> it. Um, last but not least is I saw Joker and Harley Quinn put up there in like best comic book what? romances. That's just because it's trendy. Yeah. And I was like, maybe most influential slash like most unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, like a good like good story, right? Good characters, but again, not a relationship you want to strive towards. Yeah, filled with abuse and just like it's imbalance. It's terrible. The whole point of it is that it's unhealthy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like what? Yeah. Anyway, so Harley Quinn's a great character. Great character, um, great character, but yeah, she uh, becomes who she is through terrible, terrible things yes. inflicted upon her. Yes. So, um, dumb lists on the internet be better. I know you're listening. <laughs> Speaking of listening, transition came back. Mm. Noah, I really appreciate our listeners. Yes, um, especially sticking through stuff like this when we <laughs> just don't know what's happening. Yes, uh, when we're you know acting out. Passing a joint between ourselves. And Actually, if you made it this far, I'm questioning you as a person. So maybe we are I, judging you. I don't admire you at all. <laughs> I don't respect you. <laughs> You're worse than the Google list. That's right. Um, but no, seriously, thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. Um, hope that your Valentine's Day is wonderful, regardless of if you are single or not. You yeah. are valuable, and we think you're hot um, and spicy. Yes. Say it, Noah. I think you're hot and spicy. Fantastic. We have new episodes every week, Tuesday around noon. So please look for us. Then check us out on Instagram. Engage with us. Uh, What are some of your favorite uh, romances? Or if you don't like it, why is that? Mm. Let Noah know and let Noah know only. (laughs) I don't want to hear about (laughs) it. Noah, thank you also for coming and talking with me. Um, I appreciate you. I like your face. You really I can't talk. You Rock. We're almost there, Kyle. Oh, baby. Final steps. You walk. You, you are a bit dumb, man. You rock your glasses, is what I was trying to say. <clears throat> and you have the voice of a stallion. Mm. And I hope you have a good evening. Mm. <laughs>